<laughs> You're on the sport, <laughs> Jack and Joel. <laughs> with you. I got that name mucked up before. Call him Josh. <laughs> no, That's it's so definitely, bad for you. definitely Joel. It's mm-hmm. definitely Joel in here and with me, Jack. Uh, hopefully having a great, great time at the Sport FM Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Uh, we'd love to get you involved. Uh, we've spoken all different types of sport tonight, which has been great. Always uh, love it on a. On our show that uh, we can branch out, do a yes. whole heap of things, uh, which is great. Um, so we've spoken AFLW with Hannah uh, Manard from the Adelaide AFLW team. And then uh, Nick Watson, uh, preview the AFL draft. He's going to be in the top five or six, if we'd be lucky to get the six. Yeah, he's lucky a good player. Yes. Um, Simon Mitchell just joined us then. He spoke... Uh, about the, the throwdown this weekend and uh, coming up very soon, Zachy Purton to join us to talk all things Melbourne Cup and, well, look, his ride that uh, narrowly missed the finishing uh, in the Melbourne Cup. Yesterday he's going to join us live from Hong Kong. He's, he's gone back home <laughs> after he was here yesterday. Anyway, um, as we keep discussing on our show, and, what a, and Ed, the talk of Australia basically today was the innings of Glenn Maxwell and what a... Well, the greatest you know, one-day international innings of all time, let's be fair. Mm. 200 off, uh, what, 120 balls. It was just incredible to get Australia over the line. And to discuss it all, uh, we'll be fair to track down one of his mates, um, and that's Adam Crossway. G'day, Adam. Hey, boys. How we doing? Oh, couldn't be better. Thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Um, gee, we've been talking about it all show and um, how memorable it was. Tell us, um, I don't know if you stayed up uh, late last night or you caught the replay, but uh, tell us your thoughts on uh, Glenn Maxwell's innings. Yeah, absolutely incredible. I, I went to bed, I think, when the Aussies were in real trouble. And then my two-year-old daughter woke me up and I thought, I'll flick it back on and see what's going on. And I was lucky enough to get it at the perfect time oh. when Paddy Cummins walks in and, and ended up watching the whole thing. I Like, I'm... Yeah, dreary eye today, but it was it was it was incredible, wasn't it? Oh God, don't you just love your kids sometimes? Uh, (laughs) It was unreal, and it was it was just a magical innings. Like that place, Wankati Stadium is so hot. Um, He'd already fielded for fifty overs. He's his first thirty. It's fair to say his first thirty was pretty average. He should have been out about four times in his first thirty runs. But then, uh, yeah, what he, what he did after that was was magical, wasn't it? And what made it more um, so incredible, Adam, was was the fact that he had full body cramps. Have you ever experienced this in cricket? Uh, not not Mumbai cramps like that. <laughs> I, I've, I've cramped up, but I, the full salmon that he went into <laughs> when he was when he looked like he'd been yeah fished out of the water, he was <laughs> uh, he looked like he was in serious pain. So. Uh, I don't think I've been in that type of pain that he couldn't walk, but just the incredible nature of him to be able to go, okay, I can't run, I can hardly walk, but I can stand up and I'll still have a plan to try and win this game. It was was unbelievable. Now, I sort of opened the show, Adam, with with a, with a sort of a sort of a sort of a thought of mine about this innings is either he is absolutely superhuman with what he achieved and just the most incredible um, cricket performance of all time, or the Afghani bowlers were just terrible. Like, the bowling to a man who couldn't even walk uh, or just stand up and hitting him, uh, bowling to his, 
his, his areas where he could hit it. I mean, which area do you come from? Yeah, the Afghan bowling of the lineup is actually very good. Um, hence why they they're almost in the four, and they could still make the top four in the in the World Cup. So I, I don't think it was that. The like Majib, who he just took a liking to at the end, um, was is as good a bowler in world cricket as you've got. So it, it was just it, to me, it looked like he was playing golf with a moving ball. His foot, his feet were just still, and he just he launched into his driver over mid wicket. Over long on, but then the fact that he could get it over third man and fine leg as well, it was. Um, I think he's ruined coaching for the rest of us <laughs> from now on. How, how, how are you going to tell kids these days to put your foot to the ball and try and hit it? Uh, and Adam, that was what I was just about to touch on. Is you're taught from such a young age to move your foot towards the ball and use your footwork because um, usually when people go out, it's it's common that someone say you didn't move your feet, but that wasn't the case with Glenn last night. It, it really wasn't. I think the, the case for the youngsters to watch that was how balanced he was. He was just so balanced and he, his power um, that he has in his core and his wrists um, is unbelievable. So, yes, he's ruined the whole foot to the ball thing, but um, I, I think he's made a, a big point about, hey, when you're trying to hit the ball big, you've got to be balanced. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, you've, you've watched him, um, obviously, for a while, being obviously teammates for Victoria and then obviously opponents for a bit as well. I mean, he's always had this in him, this, this special talent, hasn't he? He is. So I was lucky. I came across a, a 15-year-old Glenn Maxwell when he rocked into the Richmond Cricket Club, actually. So I've, I've known him for, yeah, a long time and been mates with him for, for that long. And he, he's always been the guy that's been ahead of the game. Um, he copped a lot of flack because he was the first to really start being good at these type of shots, the reverse sweep. Everybody hated it because he'd get out playing a reverse sweep. But for him, he, he's had the conviction to be able to, to understand the game, to stay true to himself and to keep um, adapting the game. And, and and world cricket just looks at him and, and sees the future. And he is just – he's just in front of the game and he has been for his whole career. And um, now we saw what he did against the Netherlands and now against Afghanistan. And I tell you what, I don't, I don't feel like he's stopped because he was, he was amazing in the IPL um, and he could still rip apart this World Cup. And Adam, the, the reality was that he walked out when we were seven. Oh, sorry, we we were seven for ninety at one stage when he was out at this crease. Um, does his innings, does the incredible nature of his batting, does that sort of um, take away from the fact that the Aussies were in trouble very early in that game? Yeah, I, I think the Aussies. Yeah, they were they were gone. Like, you, you don't win those games like ever. I, I saw the the win viz calculator was at six percent. I said <laughs> I, I don't believe you would win that game six times out of a hundred. I really don't. I, I think you would win it one in a thousand, which is what Glenn did. Um, Paddy Cummins was he understood his assignment and he did what he needed to do. But yeah, it was a really shaky day for for the Aussies, and sometimes you need that. The best thing what's happened in my mind is they've had a shaky start or they've had this scare, but they've still won the match, and that's yeah. and that's huge in a World Cup, and and hopefully that just pokes them pokes the bear a little bit, and they can hit their straps going into the last few games. Well, it's been it's been a yeah pretty interesting World Cup. I mean, India have obviously gone out in front and they've been on top of the ladder for the whole amount and haven't lost a game, and obviously a home ground advantage and everything. But uh, do you think we've got a team that can knock them off? 
Look, I think one day cricket, any like you saw, like you saw last night, that one person can win a match. Yeah. India, the the amount of the huge pressure that comes with playing for India in India in a home World Cup, um, I think will play a role in in the back end of this World Cup. In come a semi final, a must win match. Look, India are an incredible team. You wouldn't want to play against them, but. When you do come up against them in a in a World Cup final, um, yeah, it takes magic like last night to to win a World Cup, and um, I think the Australian team has enough match winners that that you, you can. It's not unforeseeable that we that we will take this out. And Adam, you were prominent as a wicketkeeper in your time. Um, I just want to ask you about Josh Inglis. How do you see his role in the team? Um, obviously, he's been struggling a little bit over in India. Yeah, look, I'm a massive Josh Inglis fan. I'm also a massive Alex Carey fan. So I think it's sort of a it's a tough one because I think both of them um, bring so much to the team. They're both very good wicket keepers. Uh, Josh has been, I guess, thrown into it. Hasn't done a lot of keeping in India. It's really difficult to keep in India. Um, and that's his number one focus. But then... I guess he's been given that opportunity to go up and bat at five. They've been putting him up the order. And I guess that the structure that the Aussies are going with is they're trying to keep this run rate at 120, 140. So they don't, there's no rebuilding in this Aussie team. And I think that's where the conjecture comes with Smith, Smith and Labashane. Whereas Inglis really can keep that, that strike rate up and uh, keep the run rate going. So I like the fact that he's, he's been given the license and he can go and do it. Look, I'm sure it's playing on his mind just as much as anyone's that um, he needs some runs. But um, look, I, I think he's a he's a serious cricketer, and um, I back him to get it right come the back end. And I, and I think that they will stick with him. I think they made the move early to to um, drop Carey and put in Inglis. I think they'll stay with Inglis rather than go back to Carey. Yes, well, it's also part of one of the other highlights of the World Cup, uh, Josh Inglis, and that was uh, getting. Uh, Johnny Bairstow out, caught behind uh, for a duck, first ball duck, which was also sensational. Uh, how much um, did that excite you and uh, do you think the rest of the country that that happened? I <laughs> loved it. Couldn't have been better. Probably the only way, a leg side strangle to be out, the only way better would have been a diamond duck if he got it off the bowler's hand and run out of the bowler's hand without facing but apart from that, I think well, it was it was poetic justice, wasn't it? Well, that's <laughs> right. I mean, I just think, I mean, you're speaking of Diamond Ducks, there also was one um, earlier in the week with uh, the timeout called uh, in, uh, in, in the game the other night. I mean, what did you make of that? And have you ever come across it? Yeah, I, I really didn't like it because I think he was actually at the crease. Um, everything has been about concussion protocols and looking after players and, you don't want somebody facing up, facing a, a, an international fast bowler with a, without a helmet that, that works or it's on properly. So I, I think that that was a bit of a mistake. I think the fourth umpire and the umpires officiated got it wrong. Um, and, and I just don't like the look of it um, coming from uh, Shakib and from the Bangladeshis. It's, it's something we don't want. We, we don't want that in the game because hey, I think Glenn Maxwell potentially could have been timed out in between balls a few times last yeah. night because he was uh, he was struggling so much. But I just really didn't like it. And and I think the Sri Lankans have every right to be upset with uh, with what happened. Well, with that, with it, well, obviously, you know, it was part of the spirit of the cricket and everything like that. I mean, we, we haven't spoken since the Ashes. I mean, what did you make of uh, Johnny Bairstow's uh, run out uh, in, in, in there? I mean, was that a fair game or would you do that? As I said, I'm an Alex Carey fan. And, I, and look, I think he had every right to do it. 
Johnny Bairstow was was wandering out of his crease. Um, the ball wasn't dead. Um, you, you've got every right. You, the the number one rule in the game is to keep your foot behind the line until the ball is dead. And the ball the ball wasn't dead. As much as they there's there's a lot of it. It happens a lot. Um, but it's still not right. You, you can't just wander out of your crease whenever whenever you want. And Johnny Bairstow, there's a clip, I don't know if you can find it, but there's a clip on YouTube that it, that actually showed how much he was doing it. Um, and it was a ploy. The whole team knew it was going to happen. That It just happened perfectly when Carey let it go and then he started walking. Um, again, I, I loved it. So um, bad yeah. luck to the Poms. <laughs> no, no, actually... <laughs> There's no such thing as bad luck to them. Um, now, tell us, uh, what's your, uh, you got a role coming up in the BBL this year? No, just just watching it this year. So I was oh. with the Renegades last year, but no, just uh, an avid onlooker this year. So, um, But the Renegades have, have built their squad beautifully. And um, no, I'll probably do a little bit here and there, but not, nothing official with, with the Gades this year. But really excited about the, the list that they've put together, the international signings that they've got, the Zampa trade. I w- was sad to lose Sam Harper across to the stars, but uh, Quinton de Kock's been going pretty well, and um, I think Aaron Finch will come back from his commentary gig and, and lead the boys again. And Nick Maddinson, I, I've seen him a lot. He's running around the junction. His knee's almost ready to go, so... Um, there's a lot to like with that renegade squad uh, coming into the Big Bash. Very, very exciting. Hey, we'll leave it there, Adam. It's great to hear your voice again, buddy. Um, And thanks for giving us some of your time. Anytime, guys. Cheers, Adam. Good man. There we go. Adam Crosswaite, uh, former Victorian keeper, and he also uh, went to New South Wales, South Australia, and then finished in the BBL with the Adelaide Strikers before turning to coach, and he ended up being assistant coach of the Mm. Melbourne Renegades.